Listener Production. Hello and welcome to another episode of Huh? Science Explained, a weekly podcast brought to you by Listener and Cosmos. Today you've got me, Emma Perfetto, dipping into the emerging field of Oreo cream fluid physics, delightfully known as Oreology, or as I like to call it, the way the cookie crumbles. But to understand what's going on in the tasty centre, we're going to need to know a bit more about the kind of physics we're discussing here. It's a field known as rheology, which comes from the Greek rheologia for flow study. Rheology is the study of the flow and deformation of materials, asking the question, how does this material respond to a force? We encounter forces every day of our lives. A force is just an external influence that can change the motion of an object, like your cat exerting a force on your favourite mug, causing it to fall off the table. Yes, I am speaking from personal experience here. According to a 2017 paper published in the journal I, the forces acting on materials can also be thought of in terms of stresses, which is the amount of force per unit area. There are two types of stresses, normal stress and shear stress. When a force acts perpendicular to the surface of an object, for example, columns holding up a rafter, it exerts a normal stress. When a force acts parallel to the surface of an object, like when you cut a piece of paper with scissors, it exerts a shear stress. So, we know what a stress is, but what about the response to it? The response to this stress is quantified in terms of the amount of deformation or strain that occurs, which, unlike the stress in a material, is visible. Strain is simply the ratio of the change in the dimensions of an object to its original dimensions. And, as you might have guessed, there's also two kinds. Normal strain occurs in response to normal stress, and shear strain occurs in response to shear stress. An example of normal strain is the lengthwise elongation or compression of a metal bar, whereas shear stress is what causes paper to come apart when it's cut. The shear strain is so large that the paper yields where it's strained. Okay, now that the background is out of the way, let's get back to rheology and what it has to do with food. It turns out that it's actually an important part of food science since the flow and deformation behaviour of food products and ingredients can have an impact on both their production and the experience of consuming them. Recently, rheometry has advanced the industrial development of new specialty foods, for instance, giving scientists a framework to study the composition and flow of gluten-free batter and breads and modelling the texture of starch thickness for sauces. And since dynamic deformations occur in your mouth as you eat, Rheology can also quantify descriptions of the texture and mouthfeel of food, like creamy, mushy, slippery, rubbery, and astringent. But why study Oreos? Did scientists just want an excuse to snack in the lab? In a new study published in the journal Physics of Fluids, rheologists from Massachusetts Institute of Technology in the US have introduced Oreology the rheological study of sandwich cookies. 
Sandwich cookies like Oreos are a prime model of something known as parallel plate rheometry, in which a fluid sample, in this case the cream, is held between two parallel plates, in this case the wafers, and a shear stress is applied when they are rotated. In the study, researchers found that Oreo cream is a member of the class of flowable soft solids known as yield stress fluids, which are fluids that act as soft solids when undisturbed and only flow under sufficiently large amounts of applied stress. These are encountered in a wide range of applications, from toothpastes to cements, mortars, foams, muds, and even mayonnaise. According to the study, when the Oreo wafers were counter-rotated and a shear stress applied, the cream deforms, flows, and ultimately fractures, leading to the separation of the cookie into two pieces. They used a laboratory rheometer to measure this. A rheometer is an instrument that tests and measures a substance in response to forces. For this experiment, one side of the cookie was fixed in place, and the other side was twisted until the filling failed and the cookie broke apart. They found that the amount of torque, which is the rotational equivalent of force, required to break open the Oreos is about 0.1 newton metres. For context, the torque needed to open a fizzy drink cap is around 2 newton metres, and a round doorknob requires around 0.6 newton metres to turn. The researchers were also able to categorise it. Apparently, it's mushy on the rheological texture scale, so now we know. And, in an important lesson for those of us who can get a little hangry and desperate to open our cookies, it turns out it's easier to do if you go a little slower because twisting the Oreo faster or increasing the rotation rate actually increases the amount of stress and strain needed to break it apart. So what happens to the cream when it fails? The researchers were interested in whether the cream would end up distributed between the two wafers or whether instead it would detach nearly entirely from one wafer and remain adhered to the other. And, despite thinking that if you can twist the Oreos perfectly, you should be able to split the cream evenly down the middle, they found that actually about 95% of it tends to stick to just one side of the cookie. The rheologists think that the Oreo production process is the likely reason behind this phenomenon. Within the boxes they tested, 80% of the cookies had their cream-heavy sides uniformly oriented in one direction, rather than the 50% you would expect to see if it were down to random chance. And because Oreos are constructed by dispensing cream onto a first wafer, followed by a second wafer being placed on top, they think that this results in the first wafer having a slightly higher level of cream adhesion than the second. They failed to report on what happened to the biscuits after the experiment was over, So yes, we suspect that the rheologists were combining work and snacks, but they're also hoping that this will help people better understand this important branch of physics. But don't worry if you don't have a laboratory rheometer lying around at home. You can still do your own studies thanks to a design for an open-source 3D-printed oreometer, a rheometer specifically made for twisting Oreos, powered by rubber bands and coins, The team hopes to encourage educators and Oreo enthusiasts to continue studying the cookies and learning about rheology. Go to cosmosmagazine.com and click on the article written about this study to access the article and its additional materials, including 3D printing design files and a user-friendly tutorial on getting started with the Oreometer. 
Thanks for listening to me talk about the fluid physics of Oreos. We'll be back soon with even more weird and wacky answers to life's questions. But in the meantime, you can head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next week for another Huh? Science Explained. <laughs>